Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? This is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It is Brando, episode 81. And I've been a host of this episode in different uh, FM stations, but I think this might be the first time I'm going to feel like Johnny Carson, just like the next guest come in, you know, one after another. This is like a really unique and special episode. And I thank all of you for joining us, whether you found us on the iHeartRadio app, uh, on AlternativeNation.net, on Spreaker, wherever you found us. I'm glad you're here because uh, today I'm not going to waste too much time getting into our uh, our first conversation. I mean, you may know him from just a lot of places. Uh, The Scream, perhaps one of the best-reviewed Motley Crue records ever, his solo material, The Dead Daisies, of course, which is why we're here today. John Karabi, welcome to the AP Show. I'm doing well. Uh, You are one of the most respected, I think, singers in in rock and you've been around for quite some time so this is kind of like an honor to to talk to you yeah well thank you uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> that 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 seems like a little bit of a stretch the most respected singer in rock but i'll take it one of i mean i, I it's hard to find anything negative said about you whether it's a person whether oh, you're not looking hard enough <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll keep digging i'll keep digging um and i start off all my conversations kind of awkward because i'm just an awkward long island jewish kid and i just can't pretend to be a cool rock star that's why i do radio and not on stage like you do so and you can correct me if i'm wrong or i should say wikipedia is wrong i think your wife's last name and my girlfriend's last name is the same so if that's the case I think we're well. Let me know which wife you're talking about, because I had I've had three of them. <laughs> I think so. Sorensen is that? The... Yes, that's it. My wife, my wife, uh, as of right now, <laughs> is <laughs> okay. Debbie, Debbie Sorensen. Uh, met her in Nashville. Lovely woman, and um, it's funny. She used to cut my hair. We were introduced by a mutual friend. And uh, I'm like, oh, she's kind of cute, you know. So uh, we started dating, and we've been together for, God, 11 years now, 12 years. Well, mazel tov. Yeah, married for four. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's difficult considering, I mean, in any walk of life it's difficult, but especially being on the road all the time and, and being as busy as you are. Uh, so I just thought that yeah. was a cool thing. I'm like, oh, that's my girlfriend's last name. And no, I, I'm not yeah. as cool of a story. I met her through uh, Bumble, the dating app. Now, I don't know. How, does, how does your wife spell her? Is it S-O-N or S-E-N? Uh, not wife yet, although she, I don't know, I, I get that feeling that she wants that. <laughs> it's uh, S-O-R-E-N. It's okay. A, it's a, E-N. Yeah, that's the same as mine. Because it's weird, I guess. Apparently, if it's S-O-N, Sorensen, that's Swedish. But if it's Sorensen, S-E-N, then it's Danish. Which I oh, didn't, wow. know. didn't know that. I, I, look at this. We learned something today. I wish I had the uh, the more you know sound clip queued up. I have some sound clips 
uh, John, you know. Slash, is it real? But I, I wish I should have that one. Sorry. I try to make this like a radio show with uh, bells and whistles. No, that's that's interesting. But I guess the most important thing, and obviously we could talk about your family, and I'm, that's probably, that is the most important thing uh, overall. But uh, the, the tour and the new album, uh, Burn It Down, and we're actually going to include, I got approval from, uh, uh, I guess I can call my friend now, even though it's only been through email, uh, Chip. Uh, that I can mm-hmm. include uh, Dead and Gone at the end of the episode. So after we speak to, to you, after we speak to Alex Grassi, after we speak to Dizzy Reed, hang on to the end of the episode, and you'll hear some uh, some Dead and Gone, which should be, I don't know, on like the Walking Dead soundtrack, especially with the video. It's a pretty rad video. Yeah, it's, 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 it's where we did the video in Germany. at. Uh, it, it's crazy. We went to this amazing... Uh, it, I guess it's a rehearsal storage, um, but the band Ramstein, yeah. they have like a massive complex in Germany where they store their gear and they've got a stage in there and the whole bit. And they allowed us to use their facilities uh, to do the video and um, great concept for it. You know, but it's, it's, it's lyrically though. It's just, you know, it's just a fun song. Like, Hey, I just want to live my life. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt myself. I just want to, I just want to have fun and just get out there and, you know, so don't, don't judge. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just having fun. So that's kind of how I feel my approach into, into radio. Like I really don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to enjoy myself. I'm not out to get anybody. Just like with these interviews, I tell everybody off. Air. I'm not out to ask you a gotcha question. I just want everyone to enjoy themselves. And you, that really comes across in the Dead Daisies music. Now, this may be just like a geek question. I don't know if you can even answer it. But I'm so impressed with the, the social media presence of the Dead Daisies. Because I look at it like you, you nearly have a million followers on, on Facebook. I think 90,000 on Twitter. And the reason I, I say that, if I'll use the word seasoned. If you have seasoned rockers, veterans... Maybe their their audience didn't come up with social media. So, do you have like any idea why fans are just gravitating towards what is really uh, like a super group, but more? I mean, you're your own band, but you still have like such a, a an array of talent within that band. Well, you know, here's the deal. Like, obviously, everybody in my band has been doing this for you know twenty five, thirty plus years. Um, and obviously things are different now than they were when we first got involved in this. Um, and if, if we can be completely frank, you know, uh, we find that most of the things that we're doing now, and if you want to call it radio, it, it's more about podcasts. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, isn't it? <laughs> radio is, you know, I, I hate to say it, but radio there's little pockets that we have where radio stations are playing us, but it's very difficult for a band like us to get radio uh, on, on their side mm-hmm. and MTV doesn't exist. So, so they should just lose the M you know what I mean? It's like non-existent. Right. So our management sat there and took a good look at everything prior uh, in the very, very beginning of this band. And he said, you know what? We're going to use social media. We're going to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to bring the fans along with us on our journey to allow the, you know, give the fans the information they need to know about the band. And then we're going to use YouTube 
as uh, the new MTV. And um, so they've been very, uh, like, we, we travel. Every tour that I've done with the band, we've had a videographer, photographer with us. They film everything. And and they are constantly putting things on all of those social media outlets uh, to um, keep the fans aware of what we're doing. And the thing that's crazy about it is, like, I, you know, when I first got involved, I'm like, do we really need to, like, get a photo of us getting on a plane or getting <laughs> on a plane or whatever? But the thing that's crazy is that the fans love it. Like, they come up to us and they go, man, it's so cool that you're allowing us to see what's involved in your day. And so it's, I guess it's something important to the fans, you know what I mean? I do, and here's the interesting pivot, and of course it's a GNR podcast. It's something that we, we've spoken about, how we don't get that from from Guns N' Roses. I mean, you'll get the, the professional photo, uh, Katrina, their, their official photographer, who put some stuff up, but they're not as... Like, if I follow the Dead Daisies on Twitter, I'll see Marco and Dean, you know, doing a live mm-hmm. video, and they're having fun. Fans would kill, I mean, not literally, but metaphorically kill to, to see Axel and Slash doing that. So, since you've been in bands that have been so open, and I don't know how you, if maybe Motley Crue, for example, was guarded, what do you prefer as an artist? You prefer, hey, look at my life, or you know what? You can see my life on stage. That's where I perform. Um, you know, it, it's, it's weird. I, I, I see the point now. Um, I see the point now that I've been involved with the daisies. Um, you know, when I first got involved in them, actually cat, uh, who works for guns and roses, right. was working with the daisies. Oh. And when I first got involved in it, um, I didn't understand. Like, I, I'm like, why do why do we have a photographer video? You know, I I didn't get it because I'm a bit old school. I, I'll admit it. I'm I'm like, you know, if it came down to me having to use a computer or a pen and a yellow legal tab, mm-hmm. I'll still go to the yellow legal tab sure. and write things down. But so I, I'm I'm still of the mindset at times like it, it's kind of cool to have a little bit of mystery, like Zeppelin, mm. uh, like. Guns N' Roses back in the day, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, like, actually, anything prior to MTV, you know what I mean? Like, I was a little old school. I used to read the magazines, and I used to sit there and stare at the pictures and go, man, is is Steven Tyler, is he high in this picture? Or, <laughs> you know, or, like, you know, is that his car, or is that his jet, or is that, you know what I mean? There was There, there was a bit of mystery or uh you know intrigue with the photos so i'm, I'm still you know uh, the, you know i i still do love that whole thing that element of mystery that zeppelin had around them or you know a lot of the bands back in the early 70s had um but i get it now like i i, I you know i'm i'm sitting here i'm kind of torn because now the fans are gone i love the fact that you take us on all your trips with you. Like they get alerts on their Facebook and their Instagram. So when something happens with us or Oliver Halfin, our photographer now, when he posts something, we immediately get feedback from these fans and they're like, Oh man, that's, that looks so cool. Thanks. Thanks for showing us that. Or thanks for taking us with, 
you on the journey. So I don't know. You know what I mean? I, 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 uh, I, I get, I understand why the management's doing it. I understand that the fans love it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't know personally if I would do it as much as we do, but <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it's part of the deal. You know, it's part of the program. I mean, it seems to be working because uh, I hear more about and read more about the Dead Daisies than I do bands that are on, you know, traditional radio, terrestrial radio. I, I, I don't know what it is. And it's also, you know, if, if, if you're really played on tr- a traditional radio, you're kind of packaged. And I feel like you guys aren't packaged at all. You're still like just the, the veteran rockers, but you're being included in this new wave of social media and, and thriving, which is uh, just uh, so cool. So does that like change your approach at all to a show, you know, like with people taking uh, out cameras or does it change anything? Because, of course, the, the audience has changed a lot since you've, you know, since you yeah, started. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I know a lot of fans get a little pissy about, you know, uh, I know a lot of bands get a little weird about the, the fans using your phones and video. Today. I don't care, man. You know what I mean? It doesn't bug me. Um, that was one of the things that I loved back in the day about, uh, you know, the Grateful Dead. Like, I love that whole thing. You know, they would do an album, but they actually encouraged you to, like, come to our shows and record us and you know, the fans would swap, hey, I get this, you know, live concert of them in Detroit. You know, can I, I'll swap you a copy of the Detroit show if you give me a copy of the Oklahoma City show. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they just did this music swapping, but it was all live stuff. Um, so it doesn't bug me, man. I'm like, you know, yeah, I don't care. You know, they can take that, that they can take that video home and, and prosperity. I mean, that's oh, a, that's another you know response. I think a lot of fans want to hear because again, in the in the GNR world, we've had a lot of issues with copyrighted material with just not it's not like officially released material that other fans are posting. But if they post like their own video, and mm-hmm. some someone, it's a whole long story. Someone somewhere is taking these things down, and it's frustrating as a as a GNR fan. So when you have a band like the Dead Daisies so accessible, it's just I don't know. It's like oh. Some bands do do it like this, or a little bit more fan fan friendly. Yeah, we don't we don't really worry about it. I mean, you know, at, 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 you know, at the end of the day, like it's just live stuff, you know. And I think I think a lot of people are more concerned with unflattering photos of them. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Or, or the, oh God, this person filmed me, but it was from this angle, you know, and I look like you know crap and whatever. We're you all know, like I, that. I, yeah, I mean, hell, I don't, I won't pass a mirror like, <laughs> you know, whatever most of the time too, you know. But it's whatever. It, I, I don't really care about any of that stuff. But you have a beautiful head of hair, always. But you have a beautiful head of hair that's always covering. You know, you probably well, have. This a... is Mrs. Sorensen's fault. Mrs. Mrs. Sorensen is a uh, hairdresser. Oh, so I leave all that. That's uh, that, you know. Thank you, Debbie Sorensen. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, my head is shaved, so I don't have that problem. Uh, unfortunately, I had to let my Axel Rosenberg phase go when I'm like, eh, it's getting a little thin. I got to shave it. Um, <laughs> were you, um, you got into the band when Richard Fortas was still there, right? Yep. And okay. Busy, yeah. 
So, um, what was it like first working with them? Have you did you know them before? Had you worked with Dizzy or Richard? And I guess it's a two-part uh, question. Did you know them before, and how did you feel when they left to go to Guns N' Roses for the reunion tour? I knew Dizzy, and um, um, I got I've known Dizzy, God, since before the scream. Wow. Um, so Dizzy and I have gone back like 25, 30 years. Um you know, now when they called me and they asked me if I'd be interested in singing with them uh, and going to Cuba, um, the only two guys in the band that I didn't know was David Lowy and Richard. Mm. So um, I flew out to L.A. and basically I had dinner with uh, David and Richard and kind of hung out and uh, we chewed the fat, and then Richard and I went back to the hotel that I was staying at. And we had a couple of cocktails, and we just talked or whatever. And it was funny. Richard, uh, like, it, it, it's oddly enough, when I first met him, I was like, man, I can't read this guy. Hmm. Like, I couldn't I couldn't really get a vibe from him right away. Um, you know, but it was cool. Like, I'd ask him a question. He's very direct about his answers. Um you know what I mean? And, and he, you know, he'd shoot right from the hip, like, boom, nah, I don't really care for that. Like, why don't we do it this way? Um, Richard was kind of in the beginning, he was kind of like the musical director for the dead daisies. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'd ask him a question, Hey, what if I play acoustic guitar on this? He'd go, yeah, okay. Or nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, we got it. God, I can't get a reading from this guy. But the more that I played with him and we toured for a whole year, um, we he like I I really kind of uh, I really sat there and I I wound up respecting Richard is an amazing guitar player, amazing songwriter, producer. Um, he's you know he's kind of quiet. Like it's weird. Even when we were touring, he'd be up in you know, the front lounge or upstairs and like I say upstairs because the European buses, but oh. he'd be upstairs re- just by himself reading a book. And I'm like, oh, okay. you know, just very quiet. And But I, I actually got to know him pretty well. I met his wife and his daughters and, and uh, you know, we've actually become really good friends. Like we still talk to each other quite a bit. Cool. Um, and him and I uh, have talked about, I'm hoping it'll work out, but, um, I'd love for Richard to help me out with my solo record. You oh, know what wow. I mean? So, yeah, we're um, we we've been talking about that. So Richard's actually become one of my, uh, you know, good friends, and I don't get to see him that often because he's been touring and I've been touring. But um, love that dude. He's incredibly talented. And then and then there's Dizzy, who is also equally as talent, equally as talented, and. Um, I can honestly say I was in one of the very, 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 very first incarnations of his Hookers and Blow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Dizzy and I go way back as well. That's incredible. So since you, you know, with you're, you're friends with both of them now, I mean, Izzy, I mean, Dizzy obviously longer. Did you, like when they left to do the GNR reunion, were you like happy for them? Or like how did that feel? Or like what, did that come out of left field because nobody expected that reunion? And I know you got to go in a few well, minutes. Yeah, but, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, I, I mean, 
I, I think that there was rumbling, obviously, about it prior to them telling us, but they couldn't really tell us because they didn't know totally whether, you know, was Izzy going to come back? Uh, I think Dizzy was Dizzy was pretty much because he was with GNR. I mean, God, way back, way, way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I think Dizzy was kind of guaranteed a a slot, but Richard wasn't sure if Izzy was going to come back or not. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so that's now it was never really discussed. You know, and then they finally just said, hey, you know, we got the phone call, but, you know, GNR is doing this huge thing with Duff and Slash and, you know, we're going back. And I was very, uh, to be honest with you, like I was sad to see them go because um, I loved working with them, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, they got, you know, it's like, it, I, I and I can relate to this because I went through the same thing with the screen. Like, I was in a great band. I was having fun. Uh, the, the band was awesome, but now I got a call to join Motley Crue, and even the guys in my band were like, dude, you're crazy if you don't do this. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, I, I get it. You know what I mean? It was definitely a huge, huge opportunity for those two guys to go back again and have some fun. Could you see uh, perhaps now that Gunn's taking a little break, but maybe uh, perhaps Richard – joining you along the tour or maybe even in the future because GNR has done some fun uh, opening acts the Dead Daisies perhaps opening since there's a dizzy tie Can, you know has there any been has there any been any discussion as far as the future doing something together like that I would love to um again like I said I've uh Richard and I have been talking about um you know possibly writing or recording together for my solo record um, and your son's love, in that, right? Your son plays drums. Yeah, my son is my drummer, That's so and cool. uh, I, I have I have a couple guitar players as well, but they're out right now with Gene Simmons. Um, you know, but Richard and I were just talking a couple weeks ago, and, and he said, you know, if you if you if you want, like, let's get together. I have a little break coming up at the end of this run. Uh, I've got like five weeks. So I, I told him, I said, Hey man, like I've got a motor home. I'll come up, I'll come up to St. Louis and I'll come hang with you and let's, let's knock some writing out and recording. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'd love to start getting together with him and, and just stockpiling uh, just even if it's riffs, you know what I mean? That he's uh, I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I, I, you know, but I've gotten offers from everybody, Doug, has offered to help me as well. And, and he's a great songwriter. So um, I'm looking forward to getting in and doing uh, my next solo album. It's going to be cool. Got a lot of great friends that I can count on. Awesome. So I'm assuming that's what's uh, on the horizon. Cause I mentioned uh, tonight, cause I'm going to put out this podcast tonight. You know, I'm, uh, I'm good like that. So it's going to be very timely uh, tonight, Tuesday, cool. the 28th uh, at the Highline ballroom. Uh, then you're going back to your home state of Pennsylvania. Then I believe Ohio. You're touring all throughout September. So, what is next? Is there anything next for the Dead Daisies after this? I guess your solo record's next. Um, so, let's as no, we wrap up, what can we I, expect from you? I think, to be honest with you, like we've got a little bit of downtime early next year. So, I'm going to go out and uh, well, let me let me back up in in reference to your question. We're we're going on this run in America until the 17th. I'll be home in Nashville on the 17th. 
Um, and then at that point, I think we're off about a month. We're going to go do the Kiss cruise Ooh. out of Miami. And then when we get back to port, uh, the daisies fly back over to Europe again, and we're closing the year out for like uh, six or seven weeks all through the U.K. and Europe once again. And then it's the holidays, obviously. And then um, I'm going to – I've got, I think, three or four months off in the beginning of next year, and I'm going back to Europe, do some acoustic shows, um, and I'm going to try and do some stuff here in America with my solo band. So uh, it's going to be very busy. I'm going to try and write while I'm <laughs> while I'm writing while I'm out playing some shows. I'm going to try and lay some ideas down and get back and 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 you know start start putting together a new solo record. And I think the Daisies uh, they're already booking stuff for us next year, like South America and possibly another run through the state. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. It's going to be very busy. It sounds it, and uh, it's all going to be, I, I feel, worth it, especially since you're going to be doing, you work with your, your son, which I guess when I read about that, I'm like, that's that's cool. That's the, that's what a band should be. I mean, a band is supposed to be a family, but when it's literally a, fl- a family, that's pretty uh, that's pretty rad. So Yeah, uh, I got to say, it's pretty awesome, like, going out and touring and just turning around and seeing my kid back there. It's 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 a little proud daddy moment every night, so it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Right on. So, uh, John, I, I really appreciate the, this time this uh, this morning. Of course, the, the Dead Daisies on tour, uh, Burn It Down, the new album. Uh, stick around after this episode. I'm still waiting for Alex and Dizzy to call up, but I think uh, in typical GNR fashion, they like to be fashionably late, which is just fine. <laughs> it's par for the course. I love it. Uh, and, we, and if you stick around after the episode, we're going to play uh, Dead and Gone from the Dead Daisies. So if you want to, just like this episode, if you want to download it, stream it, However, you know, whatever your suits your fancy works for me. So hopefully, uh, John, next time, um, I think you're in Jersey now, but next time you're, uh, Alex told me, I'm not that much of a creeper. Uh, just, you know, feel free to come down to the iHeart Studios in Tribeca, uh, Tribeca and I, I would love to meet you. And, you know, perhaps we can talk m- more next time about the Dead Daisies and, you know. And I do have a, I do have a GNR trivia question for you. Okay. In regards to me. Duff McKagan had shoulder surgery, and he was supposed to be a co-producer on the Scream record that I did way back in the day with Eddie Kramer. Oh. And he wound up having to have shoulder surgery and couldn't do it. But, um, yeah, it was I've, I've known those guys, God, forever. We all used to hang out with this lady, too, named Johnny Teagarden. And she would have Sunday uh, barbecues. And I remember meeting Axel and Slash and all those guys at her place before the Appetite record even came out. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, these are stories, obviously, I would love to to get. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, if you're – you could stay as long as you want. I guess no. <laughs> uh, no you should ask when Dizzy comes on, though. Ask him about, ask him about the barbecues on Sundays at Johnny Tea Garden's house and see what he says. I will. So, and he'll laugh. Then uh, you know what? Then the next time you're on, we'll get more GNR stories because I just want to, like, 
you know, because like every interview, I want the focus to be on on you, on that that person, wherever the crossover lies. Great. So when we have more time, we can talk more GNR, get more into your history, find out what little Johnny was like growing up in Philly. Because I always like to do a kind of a a character build and how you got into music. But I just wanted to focus on, of course, the important thing, and that's the Dead Daisies and uh, and the new music and the tour. So I appreciate all the all time right, you, you've given me. So. Uh, until next time, you, you have a you know you have a great day, and I hope to talk soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Ah, now the phone rings. Hey, Alex. Hey, buddy. How are you? You're awake. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm well. I'm awake. I'm trying to wake somebody else up right now, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I got his wife up, which is you know fifty percent of the battle. So, and you don't fucking walk in the park either. Trust me. That's uh, so funny. So uh, we just got off the phone with uh, you know your your tour in your your tour buddy, your friend uh, John Karabi, and you know we're talking to him about how we're going to get dizzy on the phone. And this is I don't know your fourth appearance, fifth appearance, because I woke up to a text. I went to sleep last night and prepare uh, pre- to prepare for this. It's, uh, uh, listen, no, no, no. Listen, Brent. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, it, it. You know, again, in typical Guns and Roses fashion, it's not. Dot by the book, by any means, you know. Well, that's what I said to John, I mean, you know, because I thought it was going to be like a fun little crossover, like passing the baton in a, in a race. You know, John will say goodbye, and Alex and Dizzy would come on, and I'm like, you know what? They're they're not. You know, you it. know, Al, okay, Alex is here with Dizzy's wife, and Dizzy is still asleep upstairs. So let's do an experiment, shall we? It's like the fold. It's like remember the remember the little Folgers coffee commercials. Like, let's see if they notice. The best part of waking up. The best part of waking up is fucking. Dizzy reading your cup. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, did you play? You played last night because I only I have a. Cause we did not. We did not play last night. No, we uh, we we crossed the Canadian border. Um, we, we played Montreal two nights ago. Okay, because oh, you with um Mitchell Lafon, right? Yeah, well, no, me, yeah, Mitch was there. I believe he turned fifty actually in Montreal. Yes, which, happy birthday, Mitch! Quite the party. Yeah, and- oh, Mitch is our, me as you know, Mitch is my boy. Because I, I know tonight, and I'm going to put this episode out tonight, so it's timely. You're playing the Highline Ballroom, so I feel it's like, yeah, Izzy, uh, Dizzy, excuse me, Dizzy said he would do the interview, but I kind of feel bad about waking up, but not really, especially if you're going to. No, quit. you know what? No, listen, I'm dude. I'm awake. You're awake. No, no. In the words, in the uh, in the words of the legendary Spicoli, if I'm here and you're here, it doesn't make it our time. <laughs> I'm going to put that clip in after the episode. <laughs> if I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? If I'm here and you're here, Mr. Hand, wouldn't that make it our time? Our time. And there's, certainly, there's nothing wrong with a little interview on our time. <laughs> well, see what happens. If you get in the bed with him, I don't know, blow in his ear. See if he mistakes you for his wife. That would be weird. Well, and no, funny. I'm sitting with his wife right now. Who actually? I'm sitting with, with Nadja Reed, who actually sang... And helped co-write most of the songs on his solo record. Oh wow! All the all the high ro- all the high vocals on Dizzy's Rock and Roll and Easy record is that's 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 the, the beautiful Nadja Reed. So her and I are in the hotel lobby. We're trying to we're about to wake the bear. Well, maybe so, I'll, I'll I'll ask the first question to his wife then if she's a, okay, if she's no, a comfortable. Okay, being. Yeah, yeah, she, yes, of course. Yes, I'm going to hand you over to her right now. Okay. Sure. Hi, Brandon. Hi. Is it? Do I call you Mrs. Reed? Do I call? Like, what do I call you? Uh, Naja? Is it? You can call me Naja, but I am also Mrs. Reed. Okay, because I want to make sure I, I, you know, introduce myself properly. I appreciate at least you make an appearance. So. Oh my God! I yeah. I just there's sometimes there's just no waking the bear. <laughs> How long I have you guys been playing. together? Like, are you used to the bear? Was he ever? 
you know, was he ever a light sleeper? Was he always like this? He, he, he is a light sleeper, and that's part of the problem. So when he finally does get to sleep, you can't budge him because oh. he spent so much time trying to get to sleep because his mind is always at fucking 50 miles an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, so when he finally does sleep, it, he's hard to rattle. Mm. <laughs> Do you have, like, a routine? Do you ever just blast, like, Guns N' Roses in his room and just, like, to wake oh him up? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, because the bear can the bear can get vicious if he's woken. <laughs> that, that is true. So you know what? Because um, you were involved in the, in the making of the record, so I'm curious. As we're, we hope, Dizzy wakes up at some point mm. as, we're, as we're talking. Uh, this was actually because yeah. I got some fan questions, and, and since you okay. were, um, you apparently shot the uh, the video for Rock and Roll and Easy, and this is from uh, Alex from California. Uh, when you were oh. at the whiskey, right, a few months ago? Yes, 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 we did. We did do some shooting for that. Do you? Uh, so um, when do you think that we'll we'll see that video for that? Well, we're just waiting on our friend to edit some stuff and put some things together, but it should be out super soon. I can't guarantee a date or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it, but it's being put together as we speak. Well, that's so cool. Well, were you... <laughs> so... Uh, and forgive me for not knowing your history. I did preparation for Alex. I did for John. But this is great. I like spontaneous uh, conversations. <laughs> What's your musical history? How did you get involved in, in making this album with your husband? Is, was it just, hey, let's make this a family affair or you're a, a musical gal? Um, well, I've, you know, I've always been that kind of musical gal. I'm, I'm a dancer foremost, but, you know, I do have a kind of musical history, you know, a bit classical, though, more <laughs> compared. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I just happen to be with him all the time. And um, so, therefore, yeah, he just used to try, you know, get my input on things. And then, yeah, and then we, when we got into the studio and he needed, you know, some harmonies and some backup vocals and stuff he was all like you're doing it so i just stepped up to the plate and um i did what i was told and um yeah it came out pretty good <laughs> it it really has it's gotten so uh well received and one of the questions i wanted to ask your husband was just how how come it took so long you know to put something out you know to i mean a lot of the other guns members have done solo records and i guess figured a dizzy reed album would have came out years ago we're glad to have it finally now well, I guess it all comes down to um, we we like so it started off. He was playing like demos and stuff, but you know, like his friends, like Mike Duda from you know the bass player from Wasp, and like Richard Fortas and stuff. Like his his favorite pastime is getting drunk and playing his demos for his friends. <laughs> so, so that being said, um, the stuff that our friends listened to were actually like, hey, man, I think you've actually got something here, so let's try and get into a studio. And that's um, when Dell interjected, and um, he actually found us a place to work at and record. So, But in that time, we didn't really have like a solid band, you know, so to speak. So that's why there's so many guest people on the album. Um, and they all came in and they, they all, you know, wanted to be a part of it, which was really awesome because we've got splattering of, you know, amazing musicians, you know, there's Adrian from No Doubt, there's Mike Duda from Wasp, Mike Duppy from Wasp, um, we've got Richard Fortas on some stuff, um, like Tiny, um, Buso on some stuff, um, uh, there's so many people on it, I can't, uh, Frankie Benali, um, 
Give Quiet Riot, um, Chuck Wright from Quiet Riot, um, Alex Frosty from Quiet Riot. Sure. Um, you know, there's, so there's a whole, I'm probably missing out a whole bunch of people and I feel really bad because it's like this early in the morning. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they were all willing to come down and do it. And then what happened was everyone like went on tour and stuff. Adele James helped with the lyrics and things, you know, trying to like refine them into something more understandable for <laughs> for hmm. people to understand. And um, yeah, and then it just took a while to like mix things and chop things up and like you know get it and find a find a find a guy that was like um, the right guy to like mix the album and and the right guy to master the album and, and you know you just yeah um, and then the album actually coming out was all due to Golden Robot Records, um, who are based in Australia. And um, they just seem to have, like, a really good vision for, you know, what what Diz was after. So teaming up with them just really kind of made it work. And, yeah, now the album's out, <laughs> miraculously. <laughs> and that's where you're from, right, Australia? I am Australia and New Zealand equally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two of my really good friends married Australians, so there's something about, you know. Uh, They're very cool. Yeah, you're you're elk. Yeah, they're very easy to get along with. I like them. And it was also yeah. it was funny because I guess this will lead into a question because I'm I'm generally curious of how you met Dizzy, but uh, John. Carra- we actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right. Uh, this is a, just a quick thing that you guys might find find funny as well. Uh, John mm-hmm. Karabi's uh, wife's last name is my girlfriend's last name as well. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Just, I'm just, so, yeah, just, just trying to figure out. I don't know. We're learning about the families today in addition the to the families. new album tour. Okay. Well, we actually met at Alex Grossi's apartment Ooh. in Hollywood. <laughs> Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. like, in, in, like, what were you doing? Were you playing, like, Cranium? What was going on in Alex Grossi's apartment that you could talk about? You just, uh, we... There was just a little party going on at his place. And um, my friend already knew him, and she took me over there. And Dizzy just happened to be there, and um, yeah, <laughs> and and the rest is history. <laughs> did you did you grow up a Guns N' Roses fan, or did you just like, hey, you know, he's in Guns N' Roses, I like him more. You know what? He's cute. I like his hair. I'm gonna go over to him. You know, to be honest, uh, yeah, I, I saw him walk out to have a cigarette, and it was when he had long dreads still, and I'm like, ah. who's that? And then my friend's like, that's Dizzy from Guns N' Roses. And I didn't believe her <laughs> at all. And it wasn't until a month deep into dating that I actually said, and he was going on tour. And I was all like, so what band are you going on tour with? And he said Guns N' Roses. And then yeah, after that month, yeah, then it was official. And I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm dating a guy from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> that's cool, though, that a whole month went by that he's just not throwing it in your face. Like, yeah, I'm in Guns N' Roses, but... You guys seem to, uh, I guess, bonded over just actually being people, which is uh, very yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't interested in any of that, um, and and actually, maybe I didn't want to believe at the time. Mm. <laughs> so, what kind of life change has that been? Like, I don't know what your life was like before, but I mean, do you, I'm assuming you go out on tour with them, or you know, sometimes, like, what's the road life? Yeah, been like? I'm, yeah. Well, I'm on tour right now with them. Yeah, I'm usually out on tour with him. He he likes to have me around. Um, I feel like I'm a bit of an anchor for him. Mm. Um, you know, I help him. Well, usually I can help him get up and out of bed. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to try still. 
Yeah, today's a little different, but um, yeah, you, yeah, he he likes having me out there. So yeah, when he wants me out there, I go. Not to say that I don't have other things to do, but you know, he's my husband, and sure. why else? And uh, why, you know, I'm so far from home. I should just be with my husband, you know, like so. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. Do you get to go back home though? Uh, every now and then. Yeah. Well, we actually um, when we launched the album, it was back in Sydney. And it was earlier this year in February. Right. So I conned, I conned my mum, who lives in New Zealand. I conned her to come over to Australia and hang out for the week with us. So, yeah, I get to see family. And um, and they come and visit over here. They come and stay with us for, you know, like a month at a time and things like that. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so when did he not... also tell you, like, okay, he's in Guns N' Roses, but, like, I'm also in this other band called Hookers and Blow. When did that conversation happen? When did that get? Shortly after. Okay. <laughs> Shortly after. I think it was probably he was away on tour for like maybe three months. I think it was like, yeah, I can't remember precisely, but I'm pretty sure it was South America and Europe for the first time. And um, and then he came back and he's like, I'm going back out on the road again. I'm like, what do you mean? You just got back. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I've got my other band, Hookers and Blow. I'm like, Hookers and Blow, huh? He's like, yeah. But by that time, <laughs> I knew him well enough to know that it was all very tongue-in-cheek. Sure. And, um, <laughs> you know, and they just were out there having a good time. He can't not play music. Yeah. So, I... Whether it's with Guns N' Roses or with Hookers and Blow or anybody that asks him to do anything, he'll say yes. <laughs> that seems to be like that's the way Alex Grassi seems to be built and John Karabi yeah. and even like the other guys in GNR Slash is always doing something Duff is always doing something it's I just, know their minds just won't settle it's it's they cool can't. I mean <laughs> uh, the fans love it obviously but I'm just like you know that was going to be one of the questions I would would have asked your husband like don't you ever just want to sit back like when GNR gets off tour and just Netflix and chill just binge watch Lost or Dexter or not go on tour, just decompress for a few months? Well, he binge watches Better Call Saul. Oh, when he, nice. When, when he's out on tour, it helps him go to sleep. But, <laughs> okay. But on the other hand, when he does get home, all he wants to do is play golf. Mm, okay. <laughs> all he wants to go. And um, being so hot in California, it's like not always conducive. So... Um, yeah, but that's what he wants to fill his time with, is golf, because he misses it so much when he's away. Maybe he should get, and like, a, not... I don't know, him and uh, Alice Cooper need to start some sort of, like, rock and roll go golf tournament then. I know, that would be great, huh? Yeah, it's still one of his dreams to go play golf with Alice Cooper. <laughs> I don't see why not. I've been trying to, uh, I know Alice's uh, radio producer, uh, Catherine Turman, who wrote uh, Louder Than Hell, that um, great metal book. And I'm like, why don't mm -hmm. you just tell Alice just to go on stage with guns and do the garden? Just like once. Yeah. I was hoping that it was going to be, be at the garden when I was there. That would have been too um, perfect. I think, I think they're always touring so much, it's hard to, hard to hit the same city <laughs> at the no. same time. Oh, for sure. Sure. I know it's never as easy as, you know, we fans like to think it is. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah. certainly not. Like, I, I know that when he's been out on tour, he's gone and played with, you know, Jerry Cantrell and Mike Nairs and stuff, the guys from, you know, um, Alice in Chains. That's as close to Alice because Alice Cooper is his cotton, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days, I mean, he's building up. I mean, he has quite a resume uh, as it is, and it's going to uh, keep continuing. Um, I don't know if this is a question for you or for Alex, if he's still hanging around. But I, I read. Yeah, he's right next to me. Uh, I th Alex posted it. There was some, uh, like, 70s cover band. 
that had hookers and blow as a name, and then they had to get rid of the name because of all the, the the hate mail they were getting. There's there's more to the story. Like Alex knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if you do. I do know what you're talking okay. about. But I think that Alex can explain it a lot better than me. So okay. I'm going to hand you back over to him, and he can answer that for you. Great, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> so what's the... Uh, you know, I'm doing the best I can here. <laughs> I, I, I know, no, and I appreciate it. So what's the um, the uh, bizarro hookers and blow? Like, what what was that about, that story? The, the ring is a bizarro hookers and blow. So that there was like a 70s cover band, and you posted oh, it on oh, your Facebook. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, okay, here's what happened. Um, <clears throat> well, see, here's the thing, in the words of John Carvey, wait, whoa, wait, what now? Hookers and blow? No, that's what Crompton would have said. No, and actually in 2008, when Obama got elected president, there was a 70s cover band that um, actually had the name semi-trademarked. And my ex-wife at the time, who was in the trademark attorney, she goes, you guys need to fucking, you two idiots, meaning me and Dizzy, <laughs> you two idiots, need to trademark the name. I go, wait, you're telling me there's another hooker and blow? It was like, uh, uh, it was... A band from Minnesota that was print. Most of the guys in the band, I, I believe, from what I'm told, were Prince and one of. At one time, were like Paisley Park Prince people, you know, under on Prince's salary. Like not the new generation, but Prince and the New Revolution, whatever. And they sort of did a spun spinoff called Bookers and Blow because they had a horn section. Blow mean blowing into horns. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, so I fell for the trademark. I won, of course, because I have a good, a good, good attorney, and me and Dizzy, we might, we might look stupid, but we're not. <laughs> so, okay, so we won. The, we you know, we got the trademark, and and I I sent him. I had my I had, I had a, the law firm send him a letter. You know, this is back in 2009 at this point, saying, look, you you know, we're, we're not in competition with each other because we're doing what we do, and they're doing what they do. Now, with this tour that we we're doing right now, it's got a lot of publicity. And the name's getting bigger and bigger. So the singer for the band, or the leader, or the lead guitar player, or whatever, put this fucking bullshit press release out saying, oh, you know, I don't think it was a good idea. It was human trafficking and, you know, Me Too and, you know, the opioid opioid epidemic. We don't we, we don't want to be hookers blow anymore. First off, blow is not an opioid. Heroin is an opioid, okay? Mm-hmm. Oxycontin is an opioid. Cocaine is not an opioid. So strike one, dude. Two, hookers... We're not promoting human trafficking. We're promoting the oldest profession in the world, being a prostitute. And that's on the woman's terms. Now, we're not saying buy women. We're saying let them sell, sell them to you. Hookers and blow. And this guy tried to spin it on me. I'm like, no, fuck you, dude. No. No, that, that's that's the, the PC culture. And, like, and I, you know, the way I... I you know, dude, you know, it's too much. Gotten, I thought I had. It's got, you know, it's got... It's, too much? Hashtag too much. Yeah, hashtag too much. I mean, I know recently Slash uh, said something, and, and he's right that there was, uh, you know, people who could be falsely accused in the uh, the Me Too movement, and I support that because there are, you know— Anybody can—listen, cl- listen. If, 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 a, if a woman says, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know about the Bill Cosby thing. All I know is I'm never going to look at pudding, Joel and Pudding Pops the same way. I don't know about you. But either way, I look at this. I look at it like, wait, you're complaining you got free quaaludes? 
I never got one Friday. I can't even buy Quaaludes. Okay. These bitches are complaining they got free Quaaludes? Fuck that. Well, I mean, yes. They should have that shit for free. <laughs> yes, and I, I understand where you're coming from and with your, you know, because we have the same unique sense of humor. But, of course, things like that are serious. But, you know, and I'll just do this brief story, and I am as nice as a guy as they come. Even my current girlfriend's like, you need to be more aggressive at times. It's because I, I just I grew up a very shy person, so there's still part of that in me. So I support Me Too, and there are a lot of bad dudes I, out I, there. I, and, and, I, I support it too, but there's a, there comes a, there comes a point. There comes a point where where you just gotta say enough's enough. Oh, of course. Well, here's a, a very short story, and I can tell you like this is a perfect example of like what slash maybe referring to, but it's about me. My other job, which is not radio, I do. Um, uh, quality uh, calls, like um, where you listen to, like if you hear that recording that says this phone call may be monitored for quality assurance. Like you okay, call. for what kind of company? Uh, I do it for, like it's a company that just does that. So we work, they'll do it with like Time Warner Cable and uh, Sirius XM right. and Emirates Airlines. Right. So I'm actually listening to the phone calls. Yes, that stuff is real. That's what supplemented my radio career. So I can do it from home now, and yeah. uh, right. but I used to go into the offices so this was several years ago, and it was even after, like, I quit the offices and was doing it at home. I got a message from my office manager saying that this woman is back in their lives or in our lives. I have no idea who this person is. To, to condense the story a little bit, this, this middle-aged woman, I mean, I, you know, older than me. I'm, at the time, I was probably in my late 20s. She was in her 40s. And apparently said that I would stare at her and touch my dick. I, I have no, like in the office. I have never heard of anything so like insane in my life, and I I'm just glad that my uh, employers are like this woman's crazy, but she actually went so far as to actually file like like a lawsuit to go through with it. No, but, but you know what? Because I was scared. I'm like, yeah. I didn't like. Did I black out during work? And like, am I just some sort of like blackout hey, even, perv? Even if even if you did, you're like, okay, well, okay, and well, I mean, I'll try to say hi. Well, <laughs> again, I know what you're saying. I mean, yes, it's inappropriate for the workplace, but no, that never happened. And, and, and everything no, no, felt. You know, anybody can anybody can say anything at that point because it's like. Well, you know, so and so to this, you know. I mean, that's I mean, the I scary mean, thing, and that's why. Like, look, 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 right. look at look at look at with with the whole bill after the bill Cosby thing, which I believe really happened, obviously. And when ninety five women come forward and say, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did get free quaaludes for the record. However, um, <laughs> then then with Morgan Freeman and uh, and 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 um, Kevin Spacey. I mean, who who knows what's real and what isn't? Because everyone's jumping on the Me Too bandwagon. And with hookers and blow, we're just trying. This is a tongue in cheek. It's a joke band. We're, we're, I mean, we're not. We're a real band, and we're gonna be, Believe it or not, we're getting pretty good. You'll see tonight at the Highline. Well, so we, we have a backdrop and everything. <laughs> well, then let me ask you though. This is kind of along the same lines. What happened with uh, Steel Panther uh, recently with their uh, pussy melter uh, guitar pedal? Oh, I, I. You know what I did? You saw. You saw what I posted on my Facebook page. Oh, I forget. Remind me. I, it was funny, though. Remind okay, me. Okay, I, 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 t- I took the... Okay, they, they made a Pussy Melter pedal, right? Right. And I took the Boss CE to the original chorus pedal, and I just took a piece of duct tape and, and instead of chorus, I put a... In, in front of C, I put U-N-T, cunt, cunt <laughs> pedal. Yeah, and there are... 
It's funny. In, in America, that's very offensive. But everywhere else in the world, like I talk to fans from Ireland or Australia, that's like as part of their vernacular. You know, so it's just uh, it's just interesting, what, and it's what, obviously. Look, look, what, what, I mean, what band isn't tongue in cheek anyway? Look at Guns and Roses. What now? We can't say guns. Look at the Rolling Stones. You can't say guns because oh, my father killed himself with a gun, and my mother hates roses. It's a tri- every, the, the, not to sound like an old man. Millennials have trigger words. You can't be a Rolling Stone because oh well, you know Rolling. I got rolled over by this, and you know my everyone can get offended at anything. Everyone wants to get offended at anything just to cry to cry offended if you will I guess just to fill some sort of gap in their in their life which is why you know I appreciate the tongue in cheek of Guns Guns N' Roses at times of course of Hookers and Blow like I think I know how to compartmentalize when someone's actually you know what I'm being like an actual sexist with someone who's just kind of being hey no you're you're not being being, listen if if you put used to love her but I had to kill her out nowadays we'd all be in jail <laughs> yeah. Think about that like, uh, oh, that's a confession. That song is a confession, huh, Axel? You know, so it's uh, okay, that... no, no, or one, or one in a million. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Yeah, well, they they did, um, you know, leave that off uh, with they they knew that that they left that off. Even Slash well, said. I mean, it was I, mean like... I mean, that that's one of those songs where you just he they came right out and say it. They said whatever whatever Axel was trying to say. It's it's the point being is like. You can't. You got to be so careful nowadays mm. to not. You can't offend anybody. That's how the hookers and blow when this whole thing came out with this other band. I'm like, dude, really? We, you guys were. They were making so much money off the fact that we were out there actually building this thing to what it's become, and then all of a sudden he started to spin it in the press like, well, you know, we're against human trafficking and the opioid epidemic. Again, dude. First off, no. cocaine is not an opioid, so you're wrong there. No, that's a reach. That's just that's like a real that's a reach. Th- that's a reach. You can. It's a lot of these things can be called that for what they are. Or maybe the times change, you know. And like, okay, we have to conform the way we think to how our society has changed. But no, that's a like you said, inaccurate. And it's just it's a reach. You're you're looking to be offended at that point. But I think you should um listen, listen our job our job is to entertain people whether you're a hooker, a stripper, a musician, an actor, an model actress, hooker, waitress, guitar player, bass player, drummer, whatever you're doing you're trying to make it and entertain people. I think, in, in any way shape or shape or form. And if yeah. part of the entertainment is offensive, well watch two and a half men, which is one of my favorite <laughs> shows. Like I mean, who doesn't want to hang out with Charlie Waffles? <laughs> Charlie Waffles. Not Charlie Cheen, Charlie Waffles. That's true. I've been yeah. watching a lot of Spin City with uh with him lately. I prefer the Michael J. Fox the beginning, but he was pretty good in Spin City. Uh but I think you should try I mean not to whatever, make light of it, but I think you you should try to meet to uh Dizzy Reed right now and see what happens. So okay, can I call you back at five? Do you do you wanna try did you wanna crawl into bed with him or do you wanna see if you can you know, uh, wake I, up the I, bear. I, I, mean, I don't want to. She wants me to meet you, Dizzy. You want to call that me to call that with Dizzy while I'm on the phone. What do you think? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let his wife start start with it. Okay. It's a dangerous trap, that one. Yeah. Well, what, what, what if you uh, did that? Like, I, if at this point, if you just said hi or something, just to say I had Dizzy Reed on the on the episode, or if you if, if you get him snoring on, like, on record, if I can get something. Okay. Okay, let's go up. 
I think let's go up. Oh, we're going to go up. You're okay. awesome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to go up. And even if the dick can even just say, hello, I'm tired, go away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's at this point, that's enough. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. So it's been a nice surprise either way. <laughs> No problem. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Let's. We're getting. We're heading to the elevators right mm. now. <laughs> I love this. And th- see, the initial plan, and and I'll just tell you this now because I won't keep you. I know you guys have a whole long day ahead of you. But next time you're in NYC, come down to yeah. the studio. I would love to to meet you and hang out with you. Yeah, that'd be fun for sure. I love New York City. Oh yeah, and I got to yeah. go to. I, I still need to go to Australia. I got to commit to that. Are you going to come to the show tonight? I have to, unfortunately, work a, uh, uh, a conservative radio show, so I, uh, which I'm not conservative, so I'm doing something I don't like, <laughs> so it sucks for uh, me. Oh, okay. Now we're on the, we're on the floor. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Are you in a hotel or are you in, like, a house? Oh, no, you're in a hotel. You're in a lobby. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We're at the hotel right now. And, um, oh, here's the cleanup side. He might be sitting there trying to check out. You could be like in Tommy Boy. You could be like in Tommy Boy and pretend it's housekeeping. Housekeeping? (laughs) See how he responds. No, I've got the key. Okay, he's got the key. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. In the room now. Okay. We're going in. We're waking the dizzy bear. Right. We'll be very quiet. Hi, honey. (laughs) Hi, honey. Do you just want to say hello and that's all you have to say? Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, Dizzy. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I appreciate you at least saying hi. I know you're you're sleeping in. My name is Brando. I've been friends with uh, Alex, your buddy Alex, for a little bit. He's been on my podcast for a little bit. And I've become uh, a little friendly with your, in a very polite way, friendly with your wife over the past uh, half hour or so. She's very lovely, Aussie. So I appreciate you, you know. You picked a you picked a good one. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> now, do I should I continue talking to you, or is this? Uh, did you just want to say hi? I mean, I don't know where. I, I'm waking the bear. I'm afraid right now. Yeah, no. I just wanted to say hi and, and thank all the people for coming out to the show. It's been great, and uh, for all the support that you and everybody has given us, we really appreciate it, man. Oh, of course. I mean, this is uh, it's been great. Your album has been so well received, and it's it's been awesome that you're uh, performing oh, the album live good. with Hookers and Blow. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just wanted to put it out, so all, I had no expectations. Everyone, you know, the, all the positive stuff that's coming in about it, it's been great. Awesome. Well, I, I hope, um, you know, when we talk again, you know, it'll be in more of a, uh, a normal human hour, and we can spend some more time, but I appreciate you at least, uh, you know, ripening awesome. the boogers out of your eyes and all that fun stuff, and at least saying hello. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dizzy. Hey. Hey, I got I got something, so I can't lie that I had Dizzy Reed on the show. <laughs> I was like, do I try to do I do the radio thing and try to keep them? But no, I can't do that. I want to be uh, I'm I'm too much of a nice guy, so I can't I can't do that. So hopefully, next time around, you know what? Um, if you want, like next, and you can coordinate it with Alex, you could co-host an episode with me, and you can interview your husband with me. Okay, that sounds like fun. Yeah, see, Alex is laughing at that. See, that's what I like to be creative with this podcast because, 
I, I was talking about radio with the, with uh, John Karabi. Radio is different. I mean, I, I'm cut from that cloth. I've been on a lot of FM stations, but podcasting has given me unique opportunities. I would never get to wake up Dizzy Reed on on FM, and 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 to be able to have a, a unique co-host. Like I have certain fan uh, fans co-host uh, episodes to interview their rock heroes. Uh, so and sometimes, well, family members could do that too. So. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully it'll come up in conversation. I'll I'll, I'll be hammering it home also with uh, with Alex because now that I'm thinking about it, and and meeting mm-hmm. you, you're you know you're such a pleasure. I think that would be fun to for me and you to interview your husband together. That sounds like definitely fun. I'll run it past him when he's more coherent. Do it, yeah, and I'll, I'll let you take the lead. Any any question you want to ask him, see, it, it'll be your opportunity. And Ooh. It, <laughs> <laughs> well uh this has been a pleasure i know you guys have um you know a long day ahead in uh, the big show tonight uh at the highline ballroom and uh hookers and blow and the dead daisies are continuing to tour into uh next month do you know what well i guess i have to ask you do you know what dizzy's plans are after the the run with hookers and blow i know there are some select gnr dates do you, what do you guys have planned yeah, yeah, at the end of the oh yeah, November, October, November. Yeah, there's going to be a start of like um all like the Kuala Lumpur, Taipei, Hong Kong, and um yeah, my family's originally from China, so I'm definitely going to jump on that one and um, go hang out with my mum in Hong Kong for like a week and then hook up with them. But yeah, no, oh, cool. I, it sounds like um yeah, that's going to be very very interesting. Like Jakarta, like crazy places. So. Yeah, it should be super interesting. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to it all, and I look forward to meeting you down the line and or, you know, interviewing uh, Dizzy Reed together. I think that'll be a, you know, a fun experience, and I just appreciate getting to talk to you today. It was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> well, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you, yeah, dealing with me instead of the bear. <laughs> no, that's all right. And you can thank him again for at least just making a, a cameo, like they used to do back in the, in the in the day on certain TV shows. You have somebody, you know, just making a cameo. So hopefully next time he'll have a, a guest appearance, a, a bigger role. Yes, yes, we'll definitely make that happen. That's right. Awesome. Sure. Thank you so much. And if you want, I can say goodbye to Alex. And then, uh, you know, hello, hello, sir. So we, I, I think we made some good radio, despite you know. <laughs> No, no, I th- actually, I think we made for better radio. <laughs> I think we did, yeah. And at least now I can say, hey, I had Dizzy on. I'm not lying about it. But I, I couldn't help it. I get excited, you know, uh, to oh, announce no, dude, stuff. Dude, 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 you know, when you're the, the, to, uh, you're the hotel rooms, the joining suites, like, you know, sometimes people want to get up. Some people, sometimes they don't. It's like, oh, well, you know, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, but dude, this, this, this sort of been grueling, I mean, literally between you and I. It's it's awesome. We're doing great out here, but it's it's very um, regimented. Like we had a you know, lobby call at this time, you know, two a tour, 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 two buses or you know two trailers, a semi truck, the days and fly. They have they have their guitar center thing all day. Mm. So, I mean, it's I, I I mean this is the life you guys love. I mean that's what uh, yeah, she was just saying about Dizzy and what I said about Slash and Duff. Everyone's just. You get off with uh, the road with one band. Well, I said to John Karabi, you get off the road with one band, and you just kind of go back with another because this is the life you know and you and you love. Like I, with this podcast, I I have a uh, full time radio job. I, I woke up. I didn't have to work today until probably four p.m. But I woke up at seven a.m. to to talk to you guys and gals, gal. 
So it's just, you do you, do you do what you you love to do. Corking the goose. <laughs> yep. So what can we uh, expect uh, from from you, Alex? Whether it be uh, any plans for hookers after this tour or Quiet Riot or like, what can we expect from you? Um, you know, I, I mean, come, I mean, Quiet Riot's got a lot of shows this fall. We're yeah. going to Mexico. We got a Mexican tour coming up. South American tour. You know, we're going to Mexico for. I think four or five shows, and then um, actually the coolest thing that I've seen so far is we're playing Alcatraz in January. Oh wow, that's I pretty mean, badass! Literally, we're literally in the prison. Is that a thing? Um, is that like? Forgive me for wait. Didn't I? Know, um, I, I oh I no, I'm thinking of something else. The Metallica saw, uh, shot the no, they, like, no, 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 no. They they did it in San Quentin can't, or something. San Quentin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're doing Alcatraz. Right. For real. That's so like that's so rad. Like, was, has that happened before? Then, like, filming in. I don't. I, I don't. I think we might. We we might, at least for heavy metal. I don't know. But if you go to the uh, quietriot.band, um, it's up there. I don't. Know, I think it may be a private event, but I, we're actually going to take a ferry out there and play on you know on Alcatraz Island in the in the in the prison. And my whole thing is, I, I I'm a big ghost hunter. I love going ghost hunting. Oh wow! And, I mean, it's one of the most haunted places in the world. They say so. I can't wait. My mom, my mom's flying out for it too. So, should be cool. You know what? Uh, this could be interesting. If if I ever get to a level of being able to take this show on the road, and I would like to think so at some point, I got to go ghost hunting with you because I, I'll be it, honest. It, I it, it, dude, 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 it, it, it's it's very ghost hunting. You know the thing. The thing about ghost hunting is this. They, they're, they're, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in it. I see, I'm it. not, but I want to do it. I want to. You I know, you know, you know what it is though. See, back in the day, digital recorders like iPhones and EDP meter, you know, you couldn't get electro, electronic voice phenomenon. You can't hear ghosts with your own ears, but an iPhone recorder can pick it up. And I've, I've had my friends say, "Dude, my grandfather just said hi to me, and he sent me an EDP." a digital file through his iPhone and I can hear the guy's voice. It's creepy as fuck. I'm getting used to this right now. You know? Well, I gotta try it because I mean, um, one of the... My you, pa- you, got, you, got, you gotta go to the right places. I mean, I mean, there, there was one hotel I'll place for real quick. Okay. Quiet Riot was playing. I, I think it was in Missouri outside of St. Louis and um, there was it was one of those hotels where the second floor was the lobby and the first floor was this, like this shut down floor that no one went to. And and the third, fourth, and fifth, fifth floor were the ones that were functioning. So Chuck Wright, our bass player, went down to the first floor, and he you know he thought he was getting off in the lobby, and he just wandered in the hallway, and he, he goes, he texts me, he goes, all I can hear are these little kids playing, playing basketball, but I don't see any kids. What floor are you on? I go, I'm on the third floor. That's where the restaurant was. He goes next to the third floor. He goes, yeah, there are little children downstairs. They go. Hmm. Okay, that's odd. So I go to the I go to the front desk. And I go, yeah, I guess there's some kids playing. They go, wait, on the first floor? Oh no, those are ghosts. It's a, and I, so we, I went back down there that night, and every door had been bolted shut, and you could you could hear in, in the background little kids playing, like little kids laughing, but the the, the hotel was shut down on that floor, and I guess there was a fire there, and a bunch of kids died. Mm. See, I, I want to experience this stuff because I worked once uh, on a morning show and the host was really yeah. being at the ghosts and I would always tease him about it. Uh, and he's like, you went ghost hunting one time and he felt like a big poke in the chest. And these, you know, just like you, people that no, I, no, I, I respect. I, I, and I just, I, I want to experience it because it's just for me, I'm the tangible. I'm not, 
you know, nothing. None of this exists. Even like I'm an agnostic. I'm never going to say I'm an atheist because I just don't know. You know I just you need know, to experience no, no. You know it. What? You, you know what? I didn't believe it till I saw it from my own. That's July. what I mean. I've, and, and, and it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, holy, you know, because I, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm like, okay, well, if I see it, I guess it happened. But this, when it when it actually happened to me, I'm like, you know, there's, you know, when you watch Ghost Adventure, that TV show on on the on the Travel Channel, that that douchebag from Vegas with a, a butcher shirt, <laughs> Vegas, you know, I never believe in ghosts until I came face to face. I've come to face to face with with a ghost. I've seen I've seen things move. I've been things thrown at me, but you, it's almost like you have to have the sense to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I, I, I want to, I want it, because I know there's more to life, so I think that would, you know... There, other there, there, is, there is, there is, because it's like, you know, you know and, and it sounds cheesy, but it's like, I never knew until I knew. Right. And then when I knew, I'm like, fuck, this is real. I mean, I've, I've seen things just, you know, and I'm not talking with drugs and alcohol, I've just seen <laughs> things happen, I'm going, holy shit, this is, you know, but, but I've seen things that other people didn't see. You know, so I let's mean, have like, a sc- Scooby Doo adventure with hookers and blow. Let's make this happen. That that would be interesting because I mean I know I know Dizzy Dizzy. You know my old house in Connecticut that that hookers and blow used to stay at. Um, Dizzy goes, hey, he crosses, and I and this is I mean Dizzy and I have been working together for fifteen years, and we're, and we're very close friends, and we tell each other anything, right? And Dizzy goes. And my house was, you know, it was a music school, but before that it was a um, furniture finishing business slash very questionable place where the mafia may, may or may not have things, if you will, okay? On, on the premises, when they were digging the parking lot for the, for the music school, they found, you know, these barrels of toxic waste and all this shit. And there, you could tell shit had gone down there, all right? And there may or may not have been bodies buried. I don't know. My family just... They, they hired the, you know, construction people to, to dig up what they dug up. And when they refinished the parking lot, my, you know, we put a recording studio in the basement. And it was not a recording studio, but, you know, just a, a room, I, you know, ISO booths for vocals and the drum room and a couple of Marshall stacks. And people started seeing old, like, people come in that looked like they were dressed in the 50s. And they would come in and just kind of sit down. And I never saw it. But all my friends were like, Alex, I saw this guy walk in. He looks really old. And then at one point, one of them pointed to a photo on the wall, and it was my grandfather. They go, that guy came in last night. I go, wait, what? He's been dead since 1989. Yeah, I know. He was in here last night. He was looking around. And now they saw him, and I did. I'm like, whoa, okay. I mean, not in a bad – it wasn't an evil, mean thing. It was just, okay, all right. And I asked my mom, she goes, yeah, they're all here. You know, they're here, like poltergeist. Sure. Like, I'm like, okay. You know, and I, me, my, me my, I have a little brother who's three years younger than me. We didn't know what to think. But once in a while, people would see, you know, grandma, grandpa, great-grandma, grandpa, you know, come in and just say hi, you know. Here's another idea that I'm thinking of that we can do. <laughs> it can either be like a Scooby-Doo with hookers and blow. Or, I wouldn't say Scooby Doo because I don't want to. I don't want to make light of it. Scooby Doo. All right, but I know. I I know what you're saying. Serious. No, okay. Then we'll we'll, we'll do yeah. a serious. We'll do actual ghost hunting with hookers and blow, yeah. or we can try to and with. Uh, I don't know if you believe in like Ouija boards and things like that. No, that that's the. I, I do, no. and and that okay. actually, ironically, it's ironic you mentioned that because I've been wanting to get one, and my girlfriend who lives with me, 
Tammy. She's like, no fucking way. <laughs> She's and scared. I go, really? She goes, no, no. So she lived in New Orleans. She said, you don't want to mess with those things because they open doors to things. And then they left, it left spirits that don't, you don't want in your life then. Like so, we um, couldn't communicate with like Dio. No, like we, if we did like a rock podcast trying to communicate with uh, rock stars who have left us. Nah, well, no, nah, I, mean, well, I mean, look, I mean, Kevin Dubrow's brothers did it. Ter- Terry Dubrow just did it with Kevin with with um that that little kid, that little psychic kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Terry Dubrow just did it, and they communicated with Kevin allegedly. Now I don't know if I buy it or not because anything the kid said, you could have seen in the Quiet Riot movie. That right. Kevin was, he was, I've seen long hair. Okay. <laughs> so, way to go, dude. I see drugs. Oh, wow. Way, way to go, Sherlock. <laughs> I, I, I want to, I, you know, but, but what freaks me out is I've, I've heard and seen things spiritually that only the dead could tell you personally. Like, for example, are, you, are, your, are your grandparents still alive? No, unfortunately, no. Okay. Now, is there there's probably something that your grandmother, between you and your grandmother, only she and you would know, right? Sure, yeah. Like, for example, your favorite your favorite Flintstone was Barney Rubble. And and if I said, hey, Brandon, I see Barney Rubble wearing a purple jacket, and that would mean something to you that only she would know, right? Yeah, that that's or something some, that I, I, I see that people experience that I have yet to experience. So I would I would I've, I don't know how I've, I would react. I've, I've I, my, my 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 little brother's had that happen hmm. because it's like there's certain things that are public knowledge and you're like a oh, cult rock star. Now you know it's funny. You even notice when you're dead, you know people say you know I was I was so and so in my past life. Well, how 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 come you know I I was Joan of Arc in my past life. Well, how come everyone in their past life was somebody famous? <laughs> no one says I was. I was a dude. I was a butcher. No, I was. I, I think. I think I was. I was Mozart in my past life. No, but when there's when things come to you that, you know, like deja vu. You ever have deja vu? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, I can't remember anything specific, but I know I've had that feeling. But in those, my those, life, those sure. are the things that those are the little things that happen, and and that's what I want to explore. So yes, I want to do this. I, I agree with you. But I want to do it like the Scooby Doo thing. I I I get we I get your analogy. We'll do it on your terms. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to meet no, no, my no, silly Jew no, no, self. No, 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 you're right. Scooby Doo is a great example, but it's like well, Ghost Hunt, Ghost Adventures is Scooby Doo, but it's 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 real people, and it's it's. I mean, the Alcatraz thing. I'm I get freaked out. Just I mean, Frankie called me. He goes, "We're doing Alcatraz." I mean, details to follow. I don't know. I don't have all the details yet, but we are playing in the prison. In like Metallica and San Quentin. Are you filming it? I hope you are. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. Again, details to follow. I mean, Fair it's, enough. It's, it's it's six months now. It's January. Whether now. you film it or not, I mean that's uh, what a, what an awesome experience. So that's going to be a really interesting. Well, I already and, thought and, of a name for a rock on the rock if they want to call it. Hmm. <laughs> was is it, is it, wasn't Alcatraz called the Rock? I think wasn't that the movie The Rock? Right? Was it, it was based the, on, with uh, Sean Connery? Okay. Yeah, the, the movie The Rock with Sean Connery. Now, what if we got The Rock, the wrestler, to come with us? Then we have The Rock on The Rock on The Rock. That's like Rock Inception. I don't know if we can handle it. It's, it's Rock Squared. <laughs> the exponent of, of a number that we haven't calculated yet. Uh, okay, see, see, we're, 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 anyways, dude, I'm, I'm, I, we did our best to wake the bear, but we did wake the bear. And we got the bear on the air. Wait, so Dizzy? We got the bear on the air. He's here? Dizzy? No, 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 no. Oh. I mean, you, you, got, you got him. Oh. You got the bear in the air. Oh, okay, yes. No, I thankfully he, he didn't make an, an appearance. 
uh, and I appreciate that. And I, and Mrs. Reed. And, and no, no, me and Nadja are, you know, we're, we're all family out here. And, it's, dude, it's a tough schedule. Like I was saying, this tour has been pretty fucking, it's been awesome. It's been great for Hooker's Boy. And the Daisies are, they're, they're so good. I mean, yeah, Karabi, you got fucking Aldridge. Dean Castroneau is my new favorite guy in the, in the world. I know. That's I was hoping because I initially, because I know this is, I mean, it's, it's the way rock and roll is. I know. I think John was supposed to come in, and you and Dizzy potentially, well, no, and, and yeah, Dean yeah, no, as well. Yeah, Dean was supposed to come in, but yeah, I know you know what? It's it's that see they're doing uh, they they they're doing this acoustic thing during the day and doing all this press, which we and thank thank you for setting this up. By the way, thank you for having us. Um, thank you. It's just if it, if it's, it's they're in New York, we're in Jersey right now. We're in Secaucus. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so it's like, you know, the tour bus is here, that's going here, the limo's going here, they're doing this. It's it, Everything's a cluster, not a cluster fuck, but it's just, it's work. This is not like Sex, Dogs, and Rock, bro. This is, this is a job. But the, and, the, and the Daisies run a very tight ship. Um, um, so it, it's, it's, it's become a thing where, you know, we're, we're working nonstop. So I appreciate you fitting us in, and I'm, you know, no, it's. I mean, it's. I I appreciate it. I know things change, but overall, I mean, I'm happy with the conversations uh, I had with John and and I've always you because as you know, you are uh, officially a. I was hoping to play sound clips for for Dizzy. I mean, I had this all set up. What? Ladies and gentlemen, on the keyboards, Mr. Dizzy Reed. I mean, so you I, can still do that. <laughs> then we wake him up. <laughs> I guess I could. Uh, you know, that's uh, that should be. Well, that would be pretty egotistical if, like, that was his like alarm clock. Like every time he woke up here, you would get that would be the thing that was playing. But I mean, it, it, uh, I really appreciate it, and um, and forgive, uh, apologize to Mrs. Reed. Well, how do you prob- uh, spell her name? So I got to make sure I get it right in the summary. N a it's n a d n a d j a Naja Naja Reed Naja. I like that. I've yep. never I've never met a Naja. Right. Well, I mean, uh, it was a pleasure talking uh, to her, and and now I'm kind of excited. I really, do, you know, hope it does happen. That would be funny for me and her to interview uh, Dizzy together. And as you know, you're, I mean, you've been back. I don't know if this is your fourth or fifth time or whatever uh, to always play co-host with anyone that fits that six degrees let's, of G and R bacon. Well, you know, I'm 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 working on Adler. I, he just he just hired a new singer who's amazing. Yeah, I know. I got to reach out. That can be part of our silly little. I won't play that sound bite, but uh, shotgun news. Uh, yeah, they got a new singer, and I don't know what happened to Constantine. I haven't reached out to his people yet to see if there's a, a reason um, behind well, it. I, well, it just didn't work. Uh, I'm the agent. I, I'm Steve. Oh, okay, fair. And I could tell you, he's a great. Constantine's amazing, but he's 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 more fit for Broadway and doing the Jekyll and Hyde and whatnot. And uh, you know, I, I I wasn't there. I, I I booked the band, but I don't. You know, you know, I run the talent agency as well. And I'm like, you know, I went to rehearsals. He he did a great job, but he just he's he's not a he's not a lifer, if you will. He's not a rock and roller. He's he's a prop. He's an amazing singer. You know, James Urban, for example, who we have in Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. He's a rock star. He's a rocker. Constantine is a rock star. He plays one on TV. Get it? Yeah. Like he's been Rock of Ages. You know, he, but, but, you know, there's certain things that you and I would like, dude, fucking remember that part in Pretty Tied Up and, you know, that song, the part in, in Breakdown. And, 
oh, yeah, but he's like, yeah, I know Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle. It's like, no, but or he's not a deep cut guy, you know? All right. You know, it's it's not for everybody, but I think it was a cool uh, experience to, I guess, to go through. I had fun talking to him. But, yeah, I, I, this new guy uh, fucking rocks, so I'm excited yeah. to see what, what Steven hey, so, does. I, I, I got I to jump. Sure. I'm, I'm going to jump in the shower before they check us out of this hotel. I gotta go work. Thank you, Alex, for everything. Again, thank Nadja and thank Dizzy, and hopefully we can do this again real soon. Cool, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You got it. Bye. So that was uh, interesting, unexpected. Um, you know, I admittedly am a little disappointed I didn't get to speak to, and I'm sure you are, uh, Dizzy Reed. Um, and we, of course, we we heard from him. He made a cameo, but to actually interview him. Um, but that's kind of how it is. That's why you know that's the. What you get for doing an interview at 9 in the morning with a rock star. So I probably should just say that. You know, I started this thing. I spoke to John at 9.10, had them call in 20 minutes later. Uh, but the reason I announced it, because I don't like to announce false things, but is to get questions from you guys. Because you guys are, and gals, of course, are a part of the show. So that's kind of when I got the text from Alex last night. Hey, it's confirmed. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Now I can say we get some questions in. Which you guys did get some uh, questions. I know I asked uh, uh, our, our friend Alex Mendoza's question to to, to Nadja, so <laughs> at least we we know uh, there's an update as far as the uh, the Dizzy's uh, solo video coming out, and and hopefully next time, you know. So I guess it took 81 episodes to at least get the voice of an actual current GNR member on the AFT show, <laughs> slowly but surely making our way. But I, um, you know, but but based upon all of your uh, your feedback, uh, we're doing the right thing here, and I, I just really appreciate it. Whether, you, again, you find us on the iHeartRadio app, on Spreaker, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, you know, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show, on Twitter at the AFD show, and uh, Mr. Raz Q is helping uh, me behind the scenes make a YouTube uh, page. That's going to take some time because he's uh, using his. Uh, his expertise uh, with uh, with graphics and, and and that just to make it a little co- you know cool looking, not just a simple just throwing audio up on, on YouTube. So that's going to be hopefully another outlet that'll you know uh, expand our reach because that's how people find out about us is because of you. Okay, so if uh, you like what we're doing here, tell them. You know, it's not just about Guns N' Roses. We're talking. What do we talk about though, with with John Karabi? We're talking about family. Well, same thing with Dizzy Reed, you know, just now with uh, Nadja, Dizzy's wife, talking about family. This is all from Guns N' Roses. So I think we can all relate somehow to family, right? We all have one, I guess, unless you're an orphan, which sucks. But, I mean, if you're listening, you're an orphan who has ability to listen to a podcast. So you got that going for you. I don't know where this is going. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> thank you all again for listening to uh, episode 81 of the AFD show. And I believe our next guest is going to be uh, uh, Arian Bueller. Yes, Bueller, but it's spelled differently, uh, B-U-H-L-E-R. If you are not familiar with the name, you are familiar with his work. He made a lot of the lithographs on Night of This Lifetime and also the work on uh, the box set. You can actually check out in the meantime until I interview him on uh, on Instagram at Arian, uh, A-R-I-A-N uh, Bueller, and, and see what he, the work. I know he, he made the, uh, the, the Duff one that I got in NYC. 
the one that looked like um, Gangs in New York, that, that, that style. So I'm excited to talk to him. And that was a recommendation through, and I, I forgive me for not remembering the usernames in my GNR forum. Uh, that was a recommendation. So, you know, whether you just want to comment on an episode, whether you want to recommend somebody coming up, if you want to be a co-host with something, uh, because I don't want to know if I want to say it, but I think it's supposed to happen as well. This interview as well. I mean, I get yeses, but Shooter Jennings is supposed to happen. I believe sometime in October. I got to follow up with them actually this week. So Shooter Jennings was, was another recommendation. And uh, he's a serious XM host. He's going to be doing some stuff with Duff. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot to look forward to. So thanks again for hanging out with me, Brando, Appetite for Distortion. Don't forget to stick around after the outro for the Dead Daisies, Dead and Gone. But as far as the next episode of the AFD show, when are you going to see it? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Live the way I choose. Let the devil.